going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome in to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. Eight games on the ice today. We're going to break it all down with Eric Young. He's hanging by. We got some DFS picks. We got some props, all that good stuff as well. If you're a season-long player and you're looking for some waiver wire rankings, a lot of studs who have popped up on the waiver wire just recently, well, you can check out FTN fantasy.com use that promo code media have rest of the season rankings four game streams who to drop who to add who to cut buy low sell high heck there's even a team playing five games this week that you may want a piece of if you're playing in head-to-head matchups but right now it is time for the prize picks play of the day just a little refresher here on the scoring three points for a goal two for an assist half a point for a shot half a point for a block get a deposit match of up to $100 by following the link in the description make sure you are subscribed to the Mayo Media Network and like this video and maybe uh, check out prizepicks.com leave your favorite play in the comment section we'll circle back closer to puck drop so I'm going back to Jonathan Huberdeau it worked out for us on Friday His total here is three against the Dallas Stars. Again, just a recap. I just feel like this is a guy who just gets disrespected in the fantasy community. I'm always going to jump on the three. I know he's not a big volume shooter here, but like I said, he just, he got it last time. If we get a goal, we're right there. If you get an assist and a couple shots, we're right there as well. He's got seven goals and 22 points in 16 games this season. This guy was top 10 in scoring last year. The year before that, he was right there as well. Seven points in his past four games, 10 in his last seven. Dallas has lost five straight games games seven of eight they haven't played in over a week February 13th the last time that they've hit the ice so this Florida team is scoring goals Huberto looks really really good Kevin Fiala is you know 3.9 I think it's um I think it's a little low yeah up against the Sharks here it's another guy who's hanging around the waiver wire Minnesota went forever without playing he was dropped in in DFS his price was down and now his price is is up but prize picks here putting him at 3.9 I think it's fairly low three goals and four points in his past two games got 10 shots on goal over that span as well this is a this is a little bit about the Sharks as it is Kevin Fiala. I like Fiala. He gets a lot of ice time. He's on that top line, top power play time, loves to shoot the puck. That's what I'm kind of going for here with these prize picks plays. But I look at the Sharks at five on five per 60 minutes, according to natural stat trick, they're top 10 in every metric that I'm looking at here and not in a good way. They've allowed the ninth most shots, the seventh most shot attempts, fourth in goals against eighth most scoring chances and the sixth most high danger chances. Look at Minnesota at five on five. They're second in the NHL in creating high danger chances at five and five per 60 minutes. That's shots in the slot where the goals happen for the most part. And they are 12th in shots for scoring chances for and goals for a couple more Braden Shen over 3.6 and under 4.4 for Max Pacioretty. Check out prizepicks.com. Let's bring in Eric Young. Eric, what's up? Happy Monday, buddy. How are you doing? Christopher, uh, love the Huberto pick. Uh, I think he's top five left wing in the league and nobody talks about him because he plays in Florida. He will probably start on the left wing for team Canada for the Olympic team in, uh, in China, like just completely disrespected, uh, as a player, uh, not talked about enough. Barkov is the same way. I mean, I know lots of people are talking about him and you've been talking about him for years, but uh, the truth is, is they play in Florida where the, they're just not a relevant team anywhere, it seems. Uh, I don't know why that is, um, but people better pencil it in because uh, the Florida Cats are for real right now, man. It's it's it's, uh, it's wild. And, of course, Chris Drieger is the one carrying carrying the load there with the backup uh, Bobrovsky making $10 million. Yeah, what a, of what course. A, what a world. Yeah, what a world. Uh, Bobrovsky, it's okay, man. Enjoy the sun, put the feet up, yeah. put the hands behind the head and watch Drieger. Um, take uh, take the net here and there. I, I was looking to see if he would get the start tonight. Nothing is uh, official. We're, we're going pretty early here this morning. So yep. uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll go, but he has been playing recently. Like he is in this world and fantasy and season long with all the games postponed and, and most teams going back and forth between goalies. I've, you and I have talked about this before. I think it's important to at least have three. He's probably one you want to have. He's hanging around the waiver wire. He's been really, really strong. Speaking of the waiver wire, anybody that you've been, I know on Monday morning, you like to scan, take a couple, uh, use a couple of your ads already on a Monday morning. Anyone jump out? Yeah, I always try to go, you know, kind of deep down the list for this for people that are listening season long. Season long is still my thing. Look, at I live in Tennessee where sports gambling is consuming everybody. Like it is 
it's insane. Like I, I had a couple of buddies up from my hockey team over uh, on Saturday. We basically drank beer and watched hockey all day. And all we talked about all day was drafting or MGM and they're pulling up things. My one buddy's betting on Russian women's basketball because he's got to make his money back. I mean, it is, it's kind of out of control here. Uh, but anyways, if we're talking about guys to add season long, that's my thing. Brock McGinn, uh, you guys were talking a little bit about Carolina. They're awesome right now. Brock McGinn is playing on the uh, one of the top lines. He's got two goals and four assists in the last seven days. Uh, and I think a, probably an average person doesn't even know who he is. So uh, that's that's a, a good a good ad right now. He's been really really good. So um, that that would be my ad of the week because I think he'd be available in a lot of leagues. Yeah, Brock McGinn. Um, and there's you're right. Before you got on, Maddie and I were talking a lot about Carolina. We'll get to them in a little bit. They are playing the Bolts again. Yeah, I, over at ftnfantasy.com, I was mentioning just the waiver wire article and stuff. There's there's several teams, 17 teams playing at least four games this week. There's a couple with just a, a handful of games like Vancouver and Winnipeg. So uh, I think it's important to, you know, if Andrew Cott, for example, we were all over him a couple weeks ago, bumped down to the third line. They had Pierre-Luc Dubois playing with Wheeler and Shifley last night. So Andrew Cott is somebody that I would drop, you know, only playing two games for, you know, somebody maybe potentially playing five games like a Sam Reinhardt. If he's hanging around your waiver wire, the Sabres got five games this week. Uh, just a couple I wanted to throw out there. We'll get to Fiala in a little bit, but his ownership under 60%, Kyle Palmieri, you know, Nito Ryder, Dustin Brown, Jordan Cairo, Reinhardt, I mentioned, Verhage. These guys are all just hanging around waiver wires, and I'm not really sure why. Joel Farabee in there as well. Martin Natchez, that's the line we'll get to in a little bit, but I really like what I've seen from Trocek, Natchez, and Nito Nito Ryder. We were joking about Nito, Nito Nito Ryder's uh, shooting percentage, unsustainable. A guy who couldn't find any puck luck at all last season, but he's had no issue finding the back of the net so far. So we'll get to Carolina in just a little bit. Check out that article. Use the promo code Meany if you are into uh, season-long hockey. All right, let's start with your Leafs. Let's start with the Maple Leafs. At home tonight against the Calgary Flames, 14-3-2, minus 159 on the money line, using here DraftKings Sportsbook, 8-11 and against the spread, 7-11 and against the spread for the Flames, plus 135, 8-9-1. These two teams heading in opposite directions right now. The Leafs are absolutely rolling. They took care of the Habs on Saturday. They have themselves a six-point cushion in the North. Well, Calgary has lost three straight Eric. They had, I don't know, Cam and I chatted on Friday about you know, the coaches calling them out. I think the week before that we were talking about a, a closed door meeting. They are struggling and they're struggling to score goals where everybody else in the North, they're not. <laughs> and Calgary, I, I, I think we talked about this last week on Wednesday. We had uh, Cecil Peters jump in here. He's a big flames guy. And I was just taking a look at the, you know, just their schedule and all their games. And it just seems to be three or fewer goals every single game for this team. I know they scored six against the Oilers uh, a few games ago, but the Oilers went into Calgary and, and had their way with them. That absolutely, absolutely crushed them the last game. Is there anything here you see for Calgary, a bounce back spot, or are we just rolling with the Leafs here? I mean, I think it's too early. And we keep saying that. I mean, and every day we're closer and closer to the point we're going to have to be pulling the cord. Um, but it's too early to, to trash them yet. I, they, they have personnel that can score. I, I think, me included, I thought Mangiapiani and, and Dubé would, would make a jump this year and would, um, you know, supplement scoring. That hasn't happened at all. Uh, their, their lines are all over the place. They're moving guys around. Uh, right, right now they're missing Sean Monaghan, which I think uh, is a very underrated player for them. I know, like, I understand that, he may not be exciting and stuff, but I think Sean Monahan is the stir that uh, the the straw the straw that stirs the drink there in, in Calgary. So, uh, but the, like you said, the Leafs are rolling. I, I do not expect that this is a bounce back game for Calgary tonight. Uh, Maple Leafs have been giving people fits, and like they're first in in every important category. And people in Leafsland are still complaining about stuff. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a, it's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy to be a Maple Leafs fan when they're, they seem this good. Uh, it still does feel like a mirage because, uh, you know, if you've been a Maple Leafs fan for any amount of time, you're just not sure what to believe. 
No, well, we'll believe it, buddy, because <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, they're rolling right now for sure. I don't know. Do we go back to this awesome Matthews? I mean, the first goal here is plus 650. I, Matty Best, let's bring you in, buddy. I thought he wouldn't be 650. On Friday, wasn't – or on – I think on Wednesday, wasn't he around 500? I mean, he's 650. He scored the first goal in four straight games. So I definitely thought going into this game he'd be like plus 350 for that first goal. <laughs> It makes no sense that he's still this high. I mean, his two-score prop is now minus 130, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. But the plus 650 doesn't make sense to me, which is why I will go back to it as a first goal. I mean, why not? I guess. Let's ride this out. Like, plus 650, as much as these first goals, like, they, a lot has to go your way, obviously. It's tough to hit these, and I usually don't bother with a plus 650. I've never seen... I never seen anyone creep into the plus 500 range. And I swear we saw that last week, but maybe it was a different book, but for DraftKings plus plus six fifty, I mean, it's minus minus one thirty for a goal. I mean, why not? Right. I, he's just scoring. He's got 18 on the year. He's scoring the Leafs power play is absolutely deadly. That's how they got by the Habs again. I feel like it's just a five on three and it's game over. It's like, GG, good luck. You're not, you're not stopping them on the five on three. And he had two power play goals in, in that game, one on the five on three and one on the, the five on four. So, I mean, minus one, one thirty for somebody to score is not something I'd, I'd, I'd ever suggest really, but he just keeps scoring. So if you're into making just single props or, you want to get involved with maybe two or three goals. Uh, we'll roll through some first goals here that I think that you can take anytime goals too, and just have them in there. But um, I'm not really seeing a whole lot from this game. I don't really want to get involved with two points, uh, two point props, shots on goal. Guys are juiced up here. I, I like Matthew Kachuk a bit. Uh, he's minus 162. Is it's kind of high for two and a half shots. Some books you can get a maybe one minus one forty. Take a look at him. He's, he's the one flame that I don't mind going to every single time for shots. You're right. Monahan out is, is hurting. He's, uh, he's questionable here to suit up tonight. Manji Pawnee has scored the past couple games, but he's not a big volume shooter. Johnny Goudreau, I can never get behind him either for shooting the puck. Uh, Lynn Holm was doing it a bit here and there, but Matthew could check seven shots. In his last game, he's hit at least three shots in six straight games. So there's something there with Matthew Kachuk. And that would be the line that I would attack if Monaghan wasn't in the lineup would be maybe Backlund and and Mangiapane and, and Matthew Kachuk. But I won't get involved with Matthews here. Three and a half minus 195. I just don't think there's any reason for it. If there was one leaf I would pick would probably be what do you think, Matt? Marner or Tavares? I, I kind of lean Tavares to – I know you've been burned by him, but I think that was just the one game. He's been pretty consistent putting the puck on that. Yeah, out of the two, I think I'd go with Tavares here. Because Marner over his last three games, he's had one shot in two of them. So that's yeah. why I'm kind of off Marner there. But Mitchie's shooting the puck, and when he does, he he's coming up with some highlight real goals, which is really nice to see. But uh, if I'm going for a safer shot prop here, give me uh, JT. That second line looks pretty good with Kerfoot on it, and I, I'm not a big Kerfoot guy at all. But he just seems to be clicking. William Nylander getting benched for the last half of the third period mm. in the last game. Uh, I'm looking forward to what Willie in the second line will do against the Flames. I think we'll get probably about a goal or two out of this second line, which is pretty gravy, if you ask me. Yeah. Final thoughts, Eric, on this game? Uh, Willie Nylander is interesting in DFS just because of the prices dropped and he's not doing a whole lot. Then you have that bench thing happening. Yeah. The benching worries me. I mean, the, does he go back on the second line? Does he continue to have power play time? I mean, I, it's, it's, it's wild to think that a player making that much money and has been that productive and is, is statistically still doing very well this season. Um, I think I read a quote saying coach Keith said he just saw some stuff that he didn't like. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't have know. anything I mean, to do with effort. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a lot of time, and I feel a lot of time it's 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 undue. Like one, that's not the kind of player he is. He's never been that player, um, and he's such a like a gliding skater. It sometimes it appears like he's not working hard, and I I just don't think that's true all of the time. Uh, but anyways, I mean, for me, I'm basking in the glory of the delicious, delicious Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Number one. Uh, it's fun. It's fun for me right now because this is a this is a rarity, Chris. Yeah, it looks like you slept with a clothes hanger in your mouth. I can just hear the smile coming through the airwaves. 
I, yeah, I like the Leafs too. I mean, there's no reason for me to jump on Calgary, right? There's, there's just none. I could potentially get behind the under here. It's, it's not going to be for me, but we'll recap the picks at the very end. I do have some respect for Markstrom, even though he's been so-so, but Anderson's playing really good hockey too, right? And the Flames are just not scoring. So uh, I definitely like the, the Leafs. Let's go to Carolina and Tampa. This is going to be a fun one. Um, oh. If you watched the other day, it was a great game, but uh, our guy Nadelkovich stole the show. He had the shutout. I don't know if they go back to him in this game, but if I'm Rod Brendamore, I'm thinking, why not? I know James Reimer is 8-1. and one. His numbers are not phenomenal, but he's getting enough support from his team that he only has to, you know, stop, you know, don't let four pucks in and we're going to get you the W. That's pretty much how it's gone for Carolina. They beat the Bolts for nothing in that first meeting. They are home dogs here today. Plus 106, 8 and 8 against the spread. Tampa minus 122, 8 and 11 total here at 6. 10-4 and 1 Tampa, 12-3 and 1 Carolina atop the Central Division. Of course, they played only one more game than the Bolts, but to me, they've looked like a better team. I don't know. I don't want to be too hard on Tampa here, but I know they were though at Stamkos for a game or two last week. They're still obviously without Kucherov. They're going to have to get used to that. Anthony Sorelli is a guy that you and I both like. And when you take him out of the lineup for your second line center, and then all of a sudden Trocha or um, Kucherov rather is not in the lineup. You're missing two decent players on that team. Carolina, man, they're just rolling. Four lines, they all look really, really good. I absolutely love this second line. I call them the second line. You can call call it 1B if you want. But Trocek with Nino Ryder and Natchez. Like, Trocek has three goals and seven points. I mean, this guy's got nine goals and seven points in the season. We've, we've talked about him at length, Eric, over the past couple of years doing shows together. Uh, a volume shooter, can contribute elsewhere if you're playing the leagues with hits, blocks, face-off wins, whatever. He does absolutely everything. He plays in all situations. He's got a goal in three straight games. He's got a point in seven straight games. And Nito Niederreiter has got five goals over his past two weeks, nine on the season. And then I thought the best guy on that line the other night was Martin and he's got five points in as many games he's looking pretty good man i like the hurricanes tonight yeah i like the hurricanes too um and that's it's hard to even bet even with those players out it's hard because you look at the tampa bay lineup it's still good you mean like yeah johnson has been effective this year kalorn is an unbelievable player like they still have very good players palat's been very good um I understand that, you know, their their top players are not in. Sorelli becoming one of those guys. Kucherov, we're not going to see him in the regular season. Um, then they're going to get him in the playoffs, which seems unfair, but I mean, that's, that's how the, mm-hmm. just how it works. They got uh, Goodrow. They, I mean, like, they've got a bunch of guys that, that can get it done. Coleman, this is still a juggernaut team, even with those players out. But there's something about the Hurricanes this season, especially right now. Like, there's these guys, like you said, Natchez, Trocek. Uh, I, I brought up Brock McGinn earlier. These are unknown players in the NHL. They're producing game in and game out. This is a hard team to beat. And they're going to get Mrazek back. And he was he, his numbers were pretty decent before he got injured. Yeah, they were. I, th- I think he's the one issue that maybe – I have with the team, but it's, it's a small issue. I just, I really like them overall. I don't know if TiVo Teravainen is going to play. If he doesn't, then he's up with your boy McGinn and then Aho and Sveshnikov in there. But again, just these teams just played recently. So we have a little bit of data to, to go by. And, you know, I always like to bring up natural stat trick and just take a look at the lines and, and five on five and, and the numbers. I mean, nobody played more minutes together than that trio of Niederreiter, Trocek and Natchez. They had a, a line high, 10 shots for they scored a goal five on five. They had 12 scoring chances for like no other line had more than seven. And I'm talking about Tampa Bay as well. Like points Tampa yeah. Platt had seven and they had a goal against high danger chances, five, no other line had more than two. And that was with Carolina. There was the killer and, Joseph and Johnson line had four high danger chances for, uh, but really they just didn't generate a whole lot else than that. So I, I like that line. We'll talk about them at the S we, at the end. We can recap from a DFS standpoint. They're all fairly cheap except for, for Trocheck. but I know it's tough to, to beat a team like the bolts another, like to beat them again. Like we're seeing a lot of teams bounce back for the most part. 
and Tampa, as you said, they still have all the pieces and Vasilevsky and that, but I just, I have a ton of respect right now for this Carolina team. Best. What do you think? I said at the beginning of the show that I was probably going to stay away from this game. It's And you made a great case for the Hurricanes. But the Lightning, like you said, you got to put some respect on them as well. The one thing that I kind of want to go after is the over here. I don't know what about six overs makes me always want to go after it. I think it's the safety net that if the six hits, we just hang out and have a good time. Um, But the over is what I'll probably go for here at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'll lock that in at six. I could see this bumping up to six and a half by the time puck drop comes around. Um, I also don't mind the Hurricanes puck line at plus one and a half in parlays only. I won't take it as a single at minus 225. But if you're doing a puck line parlay and certain books will give you a bonus if you do do parlays. So uh, that's something that I'll throw in there. Uh, Other than that, I just want to watch this game, man. I just want to sit back and enjoy it. There's a lot of goal-scoring props that I probably will touch, sprinkle a few bucks here and there. Uh, I don't know how you don't go back to Mr. Nino Niederreiter, even though it's bizarre seeing him in the top top five of goals. Um, So I'll probably have a couple dollars here and there. But other than that, I I just want to watch this game. Yeah, it should be highly entertaining. And again, it is weird. I will agree with both of you guys. It's really weird to see Nito Niederreiter there. I mean, he had 11 goals last season, but he had a career low shooting percentage, 9.6. His shooting percentage actually 18.4. I thought it was a little higher than that. But this is a guy in Minnesota who was a a three-time 20-goal scorer. I mean, four if you want to count the half of the season in mini and then uh, the rest in Carolina, right? He had the nine goals in Minnesota and then was traded to Carolina at 14 in 36 games. And Carolina was thinking, wow, I mean, he had 30 points in 36 games, Eric, when he first went to Carolina. And then the next year, we all thought that he would be, I don't know if he'd be near a point per game guy, but we were banking on 20 plus goals from him in Carolina. And he just, Remember how many times we talked about him last year? And he was given yeah. an opportunity with Ajo and Teravine and just wasn't doing anything. Now, I mean, he's getting the puck luck. Yeah, one of my, the very first articles I wrote uh, at The Athletic was about, um, you know, got hidden guys, people that I thought would would break out. And Nino Nino was on that list. Um, uh, uh, so last year, he made me look foolish. So maybe, maybe I was just a year off. Maybe this is it. I, I mean, he's been a good player for a long time. And I, I feel like he has all the tools. And I can remember him being in Minnesota and you thinking like, how is this guy not scoring more? And even when you watch him play, there's times when he jumps off the screen, you know, it's, uh, and, and this year he seems to be getting it done. I thought his shooting percentage was higher too. So, I mean, I don't know if that's sustainable for him and he, I don't think he scores like he's scoring right now, but he uh, is an important player for them. And I think he's showing that he deserves those minutes. So uh, it's going to be a cool story to follow for sure. And he's available. He's going to be available. And, uh, and you had said net chess earlier. I went, I picked him up literally just before the show. So. Oh, geez. Great minds. Think alike. Uh, he's 19 to one to score the first goal in HS. Uh, Trocek is 14 to one. He's plus 230 to score a goal. I just rattled off. He's got points in seven straight games. He's been shooting a puck a ton scoring. Those are the two guys I'd like. I don't mind Stamkos here at plus 148 to any time goal. He's actually 10 to one to score the first goal too. So I think Matt, you're probably onto something. It was six and a half when these two teams met the other day, but it was just great goaltending from Nadelkovich. So I think if Reimer's in that, you know, no disrespect to him. I know he's eight and one, but I, I feel like maybe we could get there for the total, but I'm, I'm going to back the hurricanes here. I think the, the plus one, 1. 1.5 is a, is actually a great call. Uh, if you want to get involved, maybe with some parlays or, or whatnot. The shot props, not a ton I love. Sveshnikov has kind of burned us. He was on my list. I said to the FTN subs on the weekend, he's on, he's on my list that I'm not going to him <laughs> anymore just because they have so many guys and they're just rolling through all these lines. But if Tivo Teravainen doesn't play and Ajo, you know, Sveshnikov sticks with Ajo, I may actually get involved with a 2.5 minus one eighteen. But I like Stammer, Samkos minus 148, 2.5 shots, point is one that I usually kind of like, I like Stamkos more and point won't finish in my top five here today. But if you're like me and you like shot props and you like parlaying a bunch of them, I mean, point is a guy that you can get involved with at minus minus one twelve, two and a half shots. Uh, Hamilton. Sometimes I see him two and a half. He's a guy that loves to shoot the puck. I think he had seven or eight shots there the other night. He's plus plus one thirty at three and a half is slightly high, but if your book, if you see him at two and a half minus one seventy five, I would do it. I would take that. I know he's a defenseman, but he loves to shoot, uh, and a couple power plays. Uh, I think we'll get there. So give me the Hurricanes. I think that's it. But that's if you're looking for some goals, it could be it could be some goals in that contest. 
You know what? Maybe we won't see any goals. The Sabres and the Islanders. Buffalo Sabres. Do you want to talk about them, Eric? I really don't. <laughs> yeah, it's messy there. I mean. That's an understatement. It is so messy there. It is brutal. They got New York tonight. They had New York twice last week, Eric. They lost 3 nothing and 3-1. They went an entire third period down in a game without a shot on goal. I know the Islanders want to play this game where they jump on you and then they just shut things down, but. I don't think that it's going to change tonight. There's no reason for me not to pick the under or the under here. Am I wrong? No, no way. I mean, they've given no one any reason to believe that they're going to do anything anytime soon. It's uh, a sad state of affairs. Anyone that follows the stuff, I mean, Buffalo is, is a part of the country that always rates high for hockey, whether the Sabres are good or not. Um, you know, Sabres fans, Buffalo sports fans in general are legendary and they deserve a good team and they at least deserve an effort. And it, I mean, it is, I mean, it's unwatchable hockey. How can you have Jack Eichel? And I, I won't watch, I won't watch them play because it's infuriating. I, I won't watch them play. Yeah. And you're a hockey psycho. What's going on there? Absolutely terrifying. So, in season long, for people who have Taylor Hall, I mean, you got to hold, right? You can't – I don't think you can drop. I'm in one spot. I dropped him. You, you dropped him in a salary cap league, right? And in, like, and in, another, and in another league. Really? It's not super, super deep benches, but, I mean, okay. no. I, I can't I – can't, I just couldn't wait around anymore. I mean, I can't. It's. I get it. It's week six of the fantasy hockey season. What are their – if you're playing in a roto league, I think there's – I think there's 15, 15 or 16 weeks – so you get 10 oh. weeks left. You don't have time and to mess around. You don't have time to mess around. And if you're in a head-to-head format, playoffs likely start week 13, week 14. Yep. So basically. If you're in first, you know, or, or sure. you're, you know. Top, but are you in three. first for taking Taylor Hall in the third round? Are you in first? I don't think, I don't think you are. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I you was, could have Mika Zibanejad and Taylor not. Hall on your team and you're sitting maybe in 10th place. I have a yep. team where I have Mika Zibanejad and I believe <laughs> maybe Taylor Hall and I'm not doing well. So I, I I tell people all the time, like same thing with Malkin, it's tough to trade these guys right now. I mean, you're not going to get proper value, but you also don't want to hang around and and have them ruin everything for you. But I will say this for Taylor Hall, I would wait this week. I mean, the Sabres got five games, right? So they're going to go tonight. They're going to go tomorrow. Then they got uh, Jersey again, and then a postponed game. And then they got Philly Saturday, Sunday. So they're going to start the week off strong with two games on the Monday, Tuesday, and they're going to finish strong with the Saturday, Sunday. But yeah, Taylor Hall means got the one goal. I don't care about plus minus, but he is minus nine and he's got 10 points on the season. He's not even really shooting the puck. I heard the guys, um, Moody and DJ last week when the Islanders and Sabres were playing that they were going to take Taylor Hall not to have a point. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting bet. And it worked out for them. And I was kind of looking at it myself here. You know, some viewers want unders. I mean, maybe it's Hall. Maybe it's just Hall is the the under here. Eberle, two and a half shots, minus 112. If there's one Islander, I'd lean him more so than Lee. But both of these guys have, have kind of been hitting. I don't think Eberle got there in his last game one. But before that, it was four straight games, at least three shots. He had three shots in the two games against the Sabres. I just don't see a lot of offense here, Eric. I'm looking at Buffalo, five on five per 60 minutes. 1.43 goals for in the league. That is dead last. The Blackhawks are are right behind them, but 1.77 Red Wings, Anaheim. And then your other team, the Preds, 1.91. They're just not scoring any goals, and they're not creating a whole lot. And to be honest, they're not giving up a whole lot either. If they could just get three or four goals a night, they'd have a few more Ws. But um, Buffalo in the or Islanders in the under, just the under. Yeah, yeah that that's what I that's what I would go. It, it's I'm just thankful that this is a six o'clock game, and there's four or five other ones, so I won't have to watch it. That's it, eh? Um, what will you watch? Dallas and Florida? Will you watch that one? Panthers minus one, 17, 79 against the spread. 11, 3, and 2 on the year. Dallas 5, 3, and 4, plus 100. Dallas has a lot of games to make up. Um, all their games postponed last week because of weather in Dallas, in Texas. A lot of snow there. I don't know. They haven't played since February 13th. I, I, think, I'm a, I think I'm off this game. But if I had to choose a side, you know, I may just tick the total over. I think there'd probably be some goal scored here, especially for yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'd probably take the Florida. It's, it's interesting because it's. I wonder if there's a place somewhere where can you bet on Dallas to finish all 56 games? Because right now I would say no. I mean, they had the, the COVID stuff at the start of the year where they were, I think, maybe the last team to play. And now they've, you know, they have this crazy snowstorm and hopefully everyone in in, uh, in Texas is doing okay. A part of the country that is not prepared for cold and snow. Uh, they've got their own power grid because they're Texas and they're insane. Uh, that's down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now everyone's going to have $10,000 power bills. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting uh, if you're living in the state of Texas uh, going forward. If you're a Dallas Stars fan, I mean, you got to hope that they, they turn things around. I mean, going into the playoffs last year, you know, I, I, I get that there was the break, but but before the break, they were rolling. They came into the bubble rolling, and they and they rolled right all the way into the, the, the final game. And, and this is a team I love. They're big. They're fast. Uh, their defensive core is awesome, but I mean, that's a, to me, it's crazy to say, but Dallas Florida, I feel like is almost a must watch. Yeah. I, th- I think it'd be high. I think it'd be highly entertaining. I mean, yep. the, the stars have lost five straight seven of eight. I haven't played in a while. Like I mentioned, Florida is the entertaining team, right? They're the ones that will put the puck in the net and they're putting it in the net right now. They played to the over in five straight games. It's like goals are happening right now with, with the Panthers. So i I don't know if I'll pick a side here. I think I'll just like, if I'm my favorite pick from this game may just be over six. I think that, you know, and I'm a little worried if Dallas, you know, will Dallas get there? That's, that's my one issue. Cause I think Florida scores, you know, three or four in the, in this matchup. Kudobin hasn't been great. I expect him to get the start. He hasn't looked all that good to start the season. So I, I know, I think there'll be some, goal, some goals here. There's not a lot of shot props that I like. I never really get involved with Dallas, like Pavelski and Radulov, Ben, uh, you know, if Sagan was playing, it'd be a guy that would be on my list, but uh, he's, he's not going to be, I'm not, not seeing anything. By the way, Taylor Hall was plus 108 for a no point. Matt, would you make that bet? It's so uh, scary making a no point bet. I See, I don't want to do that because I do have him in the <laughs> league too, and I just want him to do well. So, I, I, no, I'm staying away from that. Okay. Oh, it's enough. plus money, though. Don't do this to me. Uh, I know, no, no. Right? Final final answer, no. Staying strong with that. Even though the last time EY and I stood strong on something, you uh, you made us look yeah, foolish. It was, it was Carolina, yeah. right? Carolina. Yeah. 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 That happens. Um, yeah. I, it's not for me either, but it is an interesting bet. The guys brought it up, and it was like – and then I was looking at Hall. It's like, okay, hmm. Until I see him back with Eichel, maybe it's a, a bet that you know you can continue to make. But for the shot props here, as much as I like Huberto, I don't expect him to get three shots. And and again, people are asking about the under. It's like, well, why don't you pick the under? But under two and two and a half shots is minus two hundred. There's just no point in in really getting involved with that. The one Florida guy, I suppose, maybe Hornquist. Sometimes I see Duclair. Duclair shooting the puck a little bit more lately. He's got, I think, five points in his last three or four games. You know, he's still up on that top line with Barkov and Verhaggy. These are these are guys that, you know, are shooters and they can put the puck in the net. But I think I'm just off of this game altogether in general. Um, first goal, Barkov. I don't know. I think I'm off of it. I think I'm off of it, EY. I'm just going to take the over. St. Louis, LA, minus 162 for the Blues, plus 140 for the Kings, 6-12 and 12 against the spread for St. Louis, 12-4 and four for the Kings. They've been hanging around. They've been winning some games lately. The total here is 5.5. They're 7-6-3 on the year. St. Louis, 10-6-2. EY, what do you think? Uh, the Kings are interesting right now. Um, Alex Alafalo is a guy that they could probably be – I mean, he's probably very underowned in most leagues. He's been uh, really good in the, in the last week or two. Um, so that's a guy, and he plays, you know, power play time. He's playing on the top line. Uh, Dustin Brown, somehow still getting it done. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a Packers leagues, like this guy touches every category. He still hits a ton, shoots the puck a lot, uh, and, and is an important piece for, for uh, the Kings right now. It, it's interesting. Um seeing them, they have all these young guys that are so fast. And then they have these other older guys that are just tortoise slow. So it's, it's this really interesting mixed match. I think Drew Doughty is still a really good player. Um, the goaltending there has been, uh, you know, up and down quick has had some moments. Uh, Patterson is, uh, is Peterson has had some moments, um, man, five and a half over under. I don't, I think I go under on that. I don't. I don't see either of these teams scoring a scoring a ton, but I think that'll be an interesting game. 
Yeah, I think it'd be an interesting game too. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna decide with the blues here. It's getting a little high for my liking, but I, I do like them overall. You're right, LA is is interesting. They're playing good. But I, I, overall, I just look, again, at 5-5 five and five numbers. They're top 10 in, in goals against, 5-5. Five and five. Expected goals against, four scoring chances in the top 10, high-danger chances in the top 10. Um, the Blues have a, a couple injuries up front. They've juggled some lines around. But it has benefited Mike Hoffman, right? We've been wait, waiting for Hoffman. Certainly, I was waiting for Hoffman. I mean, this is a guy on DraftKings who opened up the season at like 3K, I believe. And now, all of a sudden, when we get to it, you're going to see that he's – He's up near six, but he's now getting more ice time, right? At the start of the season, he was playing 12, 13 minutes, but uh, he played 21 minutes the other night. Actually, his last game, he played 21 minutes, two assists. I mean, he comes in with uh, two straight multi-point games. He's shooting the puck a ton. He's got seven shots over his last two games. DraftKings doesn't have him there. He might show up a little bit later on. Uh, I know other books have Hoffman, two and a half shots. I'd rather do him then David Perron two and a half is plus 120 but I like both of these guys I like Braden Shen I like the, the Blues quite a bit actually tonight um in DFS like I like that combo of of Schaffman and Hoff or Schaffman Shen and Hoffman Schaffman let's just call him Schaffman if they're gonna oh. score every night and then um the first unit I like as well with O'Reilly and Perron they've stuck together all year and then Jordan Cairo is on that line as well so I I'd like all five of those forwards Krug on the back end, Falk on the back end. Yeah, I'm into the Blues tonight. But I like Dustin Brown here, two and a half shots at plus 120. I know that may seem scary to some people, but I've been down this road over the past couple games and had to sweat it out against Arizona. I think uh, two games ago, he had the shot in overtime, but, you know, four shots, four, one, three, three, one. It's been right around that mark, right hovering around three. He is... um, a bit of a volume shooter on that line. I follow, as you mentioned, has been pretty good as well. So not my favorite prop, but one that I'm into, but Hoffman guys, I think you just, he's such a streaky shooter. A lot of guys in the NHL right? We hear that you hear that all the time, but for me and, and Hoffman, I think you can get involved with just like, will he get a point? Will he score again? DraftKings just doesn't have it. Um, Perron is minus 182. Yeah, I mean, I, Matt, do you like Hoffman? I mean, this guy, he, he's a volume shooter and he loves to score. I've been on the Hoffman train. I, I saw a few people drop him if we're talking season long. Oh like, goodness. to start the season, I just scooped him up because this is a guy who, as soon as he gets going, he's a goal scorer. Uh, I've been going after him on the goal scoring props. I've been going after him on the shot props. So I'm in on Hoffman tonight for sure. Also, I do have some breaking news that maybe we should monitor. Larry Brooks, who is a pretty good source for the Rangers, just tweeted out breaking news. Panarin is taking a leave of absence from the Rangers, an aftermath of a political hit piece against him from Russia, alleging that he beat up an 18-year-old girl in Russia in 2011. Now, Larry Brooks is the only person to tweet this out so far. He does have 71,000 followers. He has come through on some pretty good news or pretty big news. Um, so this is something to monitor for sure. It's, uh, pretty crazy. Wow. I did not expect you to say that when you were just like, yeah, we have some pretty breaking news, like in a trade or something, but that is, uh, that's wild. Yeah. I won't comment too much on that, but, um, the Rangers can't afford to miss Panarin, but they're going through some things. That's for sure. Uh, That is crazy. Um, yeah. All right. Well, they're not in action tonight. But yeah, Hoffman is um, 11 to 1, first goal plus 180 for any time goal. We're like Hoffman guys, uh, like what I've seen from them lately, and I'm not buying anything from LA. They, they play a, a bit of a tight s- style and try to clog everything up and not generate, you know, not give up a whole lot. But the numbers speak for itself. In my opinion, they've just still given up a lot of quality chances. Same thing with the Sharks here. They're plus 120 at home, Minnesota minus 139. Uh, the Wild 6 and 8 against the spread. The Sharks 9 and 7. San Jose 7 7 and 2. The Wild 8 6 and 2. So Minnesota was just off for what felt like ever, right? Eric, they hadn't played um, in February at all. And then um, you know, their last couple games are starting to like they had that first game in LA where I don't even know if they had three shots in the first period, three or four, maybe they couldn't generate anything in the, and the Kings won that game, but then they bounced back against the ducks. So two straight wins against Anaheim outscoring them eight to two over that span. Kevin Fiala has looked really good, right? We talked about him off the top, the three goals, the four points, the 10 shots over his past two games. I, I like the wild. They're not a team that I, I'd like to get involved with a ton because they don't score a 
a, a lot of goals, but San Jose rattled the numbers off the top, right? They're in the top 10 in every single category that you don't want to be in the top 10 in five on five, long shots, shot attempts, high danger chances, quality chances, you know, everything. Um, so I'd like Minnesota. The under is probably the play here. I'm surprised it's at six. I think it's only at six because the Sharks are so bad defensively and they can score a goal or two here. Like their top six is decent, but no, Eric Carlson, he's been a, a bust so far to start the season. He's been a bust, actually, since the trade, in my opinion. And the goaltending is not great in San Jose. So I'm going with Minnesota here. What do you think? Yeah, Minnesota for me, uh, they're one of my sneaky, like, cool teams to watch. Uh, I think they've got a really underrated decor that is, like, NHL now. You know what I mean? Like, Spurgeon is – Every time you watch them, he does something like, oh, who's that guy? Who's that? You know, it's uh, he's one of those guys that nobody talks about, but is a really good player. Uh, Brodine, they just got Dumba back. Uh, Suter still like just eating minutes. Unbelievable back there. Like they're, this is a really good decor. I think their goaltending is sneaky good. Um, I know I, I, I Staylock was unbelievable. He got hurt. Uh, now they got this Kakanen. He's been really good. Cam Talbot's back for them. Uh, I, I wonder if they said, I don't know who's playing in that tonight, but I really like Minnesota. Uh, the biggest reason for me right now uh, is Kirill Kaprasov. He is one of my favorite players to watch right now, man. He's just so interesting. Um, the NHL is getting good, man. Uh, like guys like him. And I mean, I know he's older, but he's a rookie. Um, the, Tim Stutzla in, in, in Ottawa is crazy to watch. Um, but for me, I, I really like Minnesota. And actually, when I made that crazy Ottawa bet, uh, I also put a little little bit of money on Minnesota to win the cup as well. So, Whew. All right. Yeah, uh, Kaprizov looks great. Matt Zuccarello is back into the lineup. And say what you want about him, but when he's healthy, he's playing. He's a contributor, man. He's so good. effective. He started Such on the fourth player. line the other night, He and then he bumped up to the second line. He had a goal and an assist. I'm going to bring him up in DK, but he's fairly cheap. Um, this is a new strategy. It's like play Matthews and McDavid and just whatever value that you can find. And yep. he was one that worked out for everybody at FTN over the weekend. He was a value. He was 3K. I believe he's hovering around that mark too. Uh, for shot props, I, I always like Couture at two and a half plus money. I don't know why he's always plus money, but he is, um, he's everything to San Jose. I mean, he's, he plays in all situations. He's the guy who leads the the team in ice time among forwards. That is Brent Burns plays a lot. And then Fiala, geez, he's minus 182. He was minus 162. I swear where when i looked this morning that's a little high but you can include it into parlays and then you know it makes you feel a little bit better but i do like fiala to get three shots here tonight and i think he finds the back of the net as well so i'm just taking a look at uh first goal sorry guys i thought i had it written down for you but fiala for first goal 11 to 1 he's plus 180 for an anytime goal they're gonna get some chances they're absolutely gonna get some chances against the sharks every team getting chances against the Sharks. Maybe chances here in this next game, but I don't know if there'll be goals. And it's crazy to say with all the firepower that the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights have, this is the fourth straight meeting between these two teams. All three have gone under the number. And it's not surprising when you look at the goaltenders, the number one goalie in fantasy so far this season is Philip Grubauer. He's got nine wins at 1.67 goals against average and 936 save percentage and two shutouts. The number two goalie in fantasy this season is Marc-Andre Fleury. He's got seven wins at 1.71 goals against average and a 935 save percentage, also two shutouts. The total's at five and a half here. The Avs are favored, minus 124. Vegas plus 108. Does the trend continue? It's a little scary. We talked. I talked to Matt before we came on. Been on the under all three, three games. Wrote the article for a typical... The typical sports book out in New Jersey, you know, look for that more content. If you're looking for bets, uh, we're writing stuff for them every single day from, from FTN for the outdoor game. You know, I don't know if I'll go back to the under. It is scary with all these offenses, but I like the abs tonight, man. I think that what I saw from them in the outdoor game. Now they're fully healthy. Landeskog back in the lineup. Makar back in the lineup. Taves playing great. Bowen Byron playing phenomenal. I give them the slight edge. I think they're a little quicker. I like their defense a little bit more. I think they have a little bit more firepower. It's so tough, but I'm leaning with the abs here. I'm going abs too. I mean, I still, I'm still waiting for them to completely show up. Like I, I don't feel, and I think it's, it's injury. It's, you know, it's no training camp. It's, you know, tons of, of, of injuries on defense. So, you I mean, they haven't uh, had their full complement yet. Um, 
Eric Johnson is still a player that, that they really rely on. I don't think he's playing yet. Um, the fact that their goaltending has been this good and they're not like dominating. I, I thought that Colorado Avalanche would absolutely walk over teams, especially, you know, San Jose, Anaheim, Los Angeles, and that hasn't happened yet. I think it's going to happen. Um, and I don't know if it starts today, but I, I would definitely lean Avalanche, man. Any team with McKinnon and McCarr, that that uh, walk in the line. I don't know if you saw that in the in the outdoor Tahoe game. I don't even know how a human being can skate like that. It's insane. Yeah, it it's in, it's insane. If you've ever been on a pair of skates and you see that and it doesn't blow your mind, I don't know what else could. Yeah, I know. I would uh, fall we, so fast trying to do that at the blue line. I, I would blow both of my knees out. <laughs> just even attempting it there's it's insane it's insane and people make fun of like edge work in hockey but like that's edge work right there to a t if you can do that you're gonna make everyone fall over Uh, the kid's ridiculous he's incredible and how he keeps the puck it it, like the puck is always in he can shoot it at, at all times and that's what makes him so dangerous it's like not only is is he skating like that and moving you around is like you need to try to stay in front of him because he's always ready to put the puck on the net. Uh, man, he's, in my opinion, one of the best defensemen in the league. Uh, I wrote, I, this is going back to me again, but wrote an article and I said, if you're in a dynasty league and Cal McCarr isn't one of the first five players picked, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And I still stand by that. This is, this guy is going to be dominant and unbelievable in hockey and in fantasy hockey for years. He, man, he's one of my favorite players in the NHL right now. Yeah. And he's only going to get better, which is the scary only thing. Get the better. way it's that insane. he walks that line is uh, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. Uh, he's breaking ankles. He's not in the shop prop list here tonight though. Um, that's, that's somebody fair. who is, well, he, if he was on there, I, I may take him, but Rantanen, this is just my go-to all the time, guys. I will always do it. It's minus 139. It's my favorite one. Miko Rantanen over two and a half shots. McKinnon's here three and a half minus 200. That's very, very high. But other books have him right around minus 175 for three and a half. I would take that. I mean, he's been hitting it at ease, this guy. I believe I saw a stat from that outdoor game. Jeez, oh, man, what was it? It was, I think it was... He has the longest active street anyways for just at least a shot on goal. But it was in... I'm pretty sure it was in the two hundreds. Like this guy just shoots the puck every single game and he's not afraid to. And he just, he gets them off the rush, right? He end to end enters the zone with control, puts it on net. He's got just such a great release, but Rantanen is my favorite on the board. I won't get involved with anyone else. I thought about Landeskog. He's somebody that kind of hits, but I think Rantanen and uh, McKinnon are the shooters in that line. One more game to talk to, and we'll wrap up with some DFS plays. It's Arizona and Anaheim. The Yotes, minus 148 at home. 98 against the spread, 7-7-3 seven, seven, and three on the year. The Ducks, 10-8 and eight against the spread, 6-9-3, plus 128. So we're going to see that they did NHL debut, I think. I'm excited. Could hardly get it out. Of Trevor Zegers. It's been... What I think was a long time coming. Ducks can't score. They really need this guy. He was practicing yesterday on the second line with Sam Steele and Jacob Silverberg. Um, he's going to be probably, I haven't even checked actually. I should check that uh, DK. He's probably like min price. He's not somebody that I would, yeah, he's two five. He's not somebody that I would like drop a superstar stud for, but I think you just need to take, you know, you need to go and grab him in redraft leagues and keep her in dynasty leagues. He's probably already owned. I mean, this guy is, he's an absolute baller. He tore it up Boston university, uh, San Diego goals in the AHL. He had nine points in nine games. If you were watching the world juniors, you know, he just crushed it. He had 18 points and, and seven goals in seven games. Like he was just, he was the best player on the ice, I think, uh, in, in the entire tournament. He was just so, so good. Uh, he's going to yep. get power play time. They didn't call him up just to play 10 minutes a game. I think they're going to give this kid an opportunity. It's not enough for me to feel good about the Ducks here. This is a game I'm probably not going to bet. The total's at five. seems a little low, but anytime you have Kemper and Gibson um, in net, it's probably, it, you know, in my opinion, just means, like, not a lot of goals in this game. Yep. You agree? Yeah, yeah, I would side with that. Um the Yotes have been interesting, right? The, the Katie Strain beach came out and there's, I mean, it's just, it's it. I mean, it, it, Buffalo could always say it could be worse. We could be Arizona. <laughs> like it's, it's an absolute mess, uh, but not on the ice. I mean, you know, they're, they're an interesting team. It, it's yeah. uh, 
an anomaly for me. Uh, I think I still go Yotes here. Um, Karma Garland is just out of nowhere. I mean, last year, out of nowhere, this guy is one of the most effective players right now in the NHL. Tiny little dude, but just scrappy, gets in there, shoots the puck a ton, just unbelievable self-belief. And, and if you can be uh, that size of player and have that kind of self-belief, more, more power to you, man. Go for it. He's, he's a really fun player to watch right now. Yeah, if you can find him two and a half, it's not on DraftKings Sportsbook, but you can find him two and a half. It is the one guy that I usually get involved with from Arizona. That's that's usually at the Ducks. I'm yeah. not interested. Even like Getzlaff is 1.5. I just won't even bother. I won't go there. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Zegris and his NHL debut. He's going to be quite the player for the Ducks. And maybe, you know, Drysdale will be the the next one to, to get called up. We'll see what happens there. Let's move over to DraftKings. Let's just take a look at uh, the center position here. We got Matthews 9K. McKinnon 8-8, Eichel 7-6, Pavelski 7-2, Braden Point 7, Barkov 6-8, Barzell in there at 6-5, and then Tavares, Shen, and Trocek 6-2 to round out the top 10 centers on DK. You know, I, I kind of was joking over the weekend that the new DFS strategy was just like, let's just jam in Matthews and McDavid every time these guys play, but why not? Right. It's not even a joke. Uh, I think in tournaments it's tough because everybody is going to be on them, but when you fade them and they go off like this, you're absolutely screwed. So if you're into playing multiple lineups, you know, I think you just, you can get unique and get different maybe by fading them, but I think the play is to just, I mean, he's so hot right now and he's shooting the puck that you just jam him in and then you take other, you know, stances with just different value across the board elsewhere, right? I mean, not breaking any news here. Matthews is good, but I'd rather him than McKinnon. It just rattled off, you know, the unders in Vegas and Colorado lately and how good Flurry has been. Eichel is like, seriously, we have to be playing multiple lineups to get involved with the Sabres here tonight. I'm not going to, you know put three lineups in and have any exposure to Buffalo at all. I just don't feel like there's a reason to Braden point. I don't mind, but I'm into this Carolina team. I, I like Trocek. I mean, he's averaging four point fourteen point three DK points per game. It's the third most here at the center position, right? It's just fourth most actually like you got Eichel there 12.1. He's like $1,400 more in, in such a tough spot. So I like Shen. He stands out at 6'3". I like Trocek. He stands out at 6'2". Uh, O'Reilly's not for me. I'm not interested in him. Um, but, you know, there's just there's not a ton of value here at the center position. It's mostly all the value is is just at the wing. So I think if you just spend up at center, that's the play. If you want to, you know, a value play at Zegris at two, five min price is somebody that I would take a shot on here tonight. Why not? Um, he's just, you know, he's weird. Talked about the talent, the upside that he has. You move over to the wing position here. Sam Coast, Marner, Marner, Patch, Garland, Perron, Fiala, Sveshnikov, Taylor Hall, Hoffman. It's a lot of the guys I've been talking about throughout this, this show, guys. Like I, I like Minnesota tonight. I think they're sneaky. If you can, you know, spend up on Fiala. I like the Hurricanes. Haven't even got to the price point of, of Natchez and Nita Ryder. And then, you know, I like the Blues. So like Hoffman has really jumped up in price. You just look at the back. It was 5-5 five, five the last time the Blues played. Before that, he was 4-6. The end of January, he was 3-6. So his price has really jumped up, but he's got 14 points all of a sudden in 17 games. And when he gets on a run, he just gets going. Um, Who would you spend up at at wing? Do you see a bounce back here for Tampa? Like, is it Marner, Randon? What do do you think? I like Fiala. uh, He's been like a player that has looked good all year, but he's feeling it right now. And when when a player like that starts feeling it, uh, kind of shooting it from everywhere, um, he's always been a player that like once you see that kind of like belief in his game, I mean, sign me up all day long. So that's, I mean, I mean, I think having, like you said, it's hard to go away from someone. And for me, like if I'm paying up, I'm paying up for Matthews until he proves me wrong. And he hasn't done that yet. So uh, I, w- I would start with Matthews and then build my lineup around him. Yeah. And just try to take some of this value. So Nita Ryder is four, nine and Natchez is four, two. Uh, if you want to go all in on the line or just take a piece of it, it's fine. You know, it, it doesn't, 
necessarily correlate because they're not all together like Charchex on that first unit. But Sveshnikov up with Aho, and I think it's an underrated stack because I don't think a lot of people want to get involved with Carolina against Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky. I think people are a little uneasy about that, and I get it, but this is a team that controls the puck. They put a lot of pucks on net, and they just had four goals against Vasilevsky just in the last game. So I think it's an underrated GPP tournament stack. I think if you're playing cash, the way to go is is to get involved with Toronto, Matthews, and Marner. Uh, in tournaments, maybe it's Nylander and Tavares uh, just to get a little unique and a little different and just picking on this Calgary team a little bit. But let's not forget this Florida team either at the wing position. Huberto's 5'3", Verhage is 4'6", Duclair is 3'8". I think that Florida, as I said, they played the over in five straight games. They're scoring goals right now. Dallas hasn't played in, in what seems like a couple weeks. Um, so offense there for sure as well. And then a couple, I'll throw it over to Matt and get your thoughts, Matt. But uh, Cairo is 4-9 in, into that blue stack as well. And then Matt Zuccarello is 2-9. He's 2-9. I know it doesn't seem like a sexy pick, but I'm telling you, the Sharks team is not good. They're not great. They grade out just the same way that Anaheim does. And Minnesota just went into Anaheim and won 5-1. Zuccarello had a goal and two points. He played 14 minutes. He's put in three games now since being inserted into the lineup for the wild. He's got points in three games. Yeah, he's got five shots over that span. He's just a cheap way of getting involved with Matthews. If you want to go all the way up at the top with some of those guys, um, I will fade that Vegas and, and Colorado game just because of what I've seen now for three straight games. I'm not spinning up for Patrick or stone or Randon or McKinnon. If there was one, it would be McKinnon. That would be the guy that I would spend up on. Anything else that I've missed out for the wings, in your opinion? Where are the goals? Oh, I, I I love the the Huberdo at that price. I mean, that seems crazy, doesn't it? Like when you said it, I was like, what? And then I was like, I started looking. It's getting like, no oh. respect. It's. I mean, even uh, even the even the Vegas people are disrespecting him. I mean, sign me up. Uh, I like going with uh, a Minnesota stack tonight against San Jose for all the reasons you said earlier. Like, they're you know ranked highly in all the categories that you don't want your team to be ranked highly. And so, you know, someone like uh, Fiala uh, putting him with Erickson Eck and mm. uh, a person that not a lot of people are talking about right now, but is playing on the number one and playing second power play is uh, Addison from Minnesota. And he looked really good, a rookie, uh, another, this, another guy that can yeah. skate, like, you know, just crazy distributing the puck. So that's like a, a good kind of like three-way stack. Like if they're on the power play, and it's, you know, you get two assists and one goal. Like, it's such an advantage of having a stack like that in DFS. So that's a, a team that I would be attacking as Minnesota tonight, using the, using their players all over the place because they're available and they're affordable. Over at defense, Theodore 6-5, or actually, uh, I was just – I had, had it sorted by – Fantasy points per game. Hedman is up at the top at seven. Burns six eight. Hamilton six seven. Theodore, the leader among all active defensemen playing tonight in fantasy points per game on DraftKings twelve point five. He is six point five. Riley is six four. Our guy Makar six three. Petrangelo is six two. Chikrin all the way up at six one. He's having a nice season, but oof, six one. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson six K. Doughty five nine. If there's a defenseman I'm spending up for, it's probably Hamilton. Um, as I'm all in on Carolina, I like it. And then Riley, I like at 6'4 as well. I mean, Makar is mispriced. I have no problem with Makar and Theodore. But again, I just feel like just that trend is going to continue here with just low scoring. These teams just, um, it's just almost like they're just, let's worry about defense and, instead of our offense and trying to eliminate you know what both teams can do offensively. But again, I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record here, but I'm going back to these same teams. Like, I like Dumba tonight. I like Justin Falk tonight. I like Tory Krug. I like Riley. Like, my favorite stack, St. Louis, Minnesota, Toronto, and Carolina. So those are just the teams that I find myself getting involved with. Like, Dumba is down at 4-6. I like that price quite a bit. Uh, if Dahling was playing anybody else but the Islanders, 4-5 seems like a, a bit of a missed price for him. I think that's fairly low, but... You know, Yandel, 3-9. Ekblad is more expensive, but this is a guy, is another guy just putting the puck on net, eating a lot of ice time. So those are those are kind of my guys um, tonight. In goal, as we move over, Bennington, 8-5. Varlamov, 8-4. Uh, Anderson, 8-3. Kemper, 8-2. Um, Burboski, 7-9. No thanks. Veskaleski, 7-8 but I like Carolina, so I'm not going to go there. You know, these goalies like Fleury and Grubauer, 
as they've been the number one and number two fantasy goalies, they're so cheap. I mean, seven, seven for Grubauer and seven, six for, for flurry. I have no problem spending on those guys. Like I'm not afraid of the matchup, Eric. Oh yeah. I like that. Uh, Kepper seat. I mean, that's expensive, but that seems safe to me. I get the Zegers is going to play, but um, that's, uh, he just seems super safe to me. Yeah. And then Gibson seven, three, I know he's been a little hot and cold recently, but I think the play is just to spend down on goaltending. Like I don't want to spend all my money up at the top, like Bennington eight, five. It's just, it's just not for me. I know on other sites, he's a little bit cheaper, but these goalies, you just want the save bonus. Even if they allow two or three and you get 35 plus saves, they're, they're going to return value and you're, and you're going to be fine in that. So that's, that's where I'm going here tonight. Maddie, what do you think, man? Uh, it's, it's all about the mini stacks. That's all I'm going for here. I think Dumba's price is criminal. That is way too cheap just because the guy's just coming back. $4,600 from Matt Dumba signed me up any day of the week. Um, I do like Chikrin, though, at 6,100. I think he's just been consistent all year long, putting the yes. puck in the net, getting hits, blocks, everything you need from the guy. And Kale McCarr, I don't think defense is a spot you spend up on. Uh, I think you got to save some money when you throw in Matthews. I think when, in the general DFS standpoint, too, when you see Matthews and you see uh, McDavid on the same slate, I think you just go yes, yes, and then figure the rest out later. I think that has to be the strategy at this point with those guys. I think so too. I know it's, it's, I mean, last week I was thinking, I brought this up with Cecil and I was saying like, is it like for people who were playing NBA back in the day with, with Westbrook and his price was so high, but he kept getting a triple double every night. And if you faded him, you were burned. So it was just like plug him in and try to find value. I think if you're putting in one lineup tonight in a tournament, you probably don't do it because just think of all the different scenarios out there. If people are putting in 150 lineups, I'm telling you, they're going to have a lot of Matthews. They probably have a very similar lineup to your one. So maybe you be a little unique that way. But if you're playing cash, you're playing head-to-head, you're playing double-ups, I think you just you have to. You have to have Matthews in there, just the run that he's on. You put him in there, and then you try to get different with some of these value. There's a lot of value in Minnesota and St. Louis. There's ton. There's tons on the wing with Florida, with the guys that we mentioned over Haggy and Duclair. So there's lots of value to be had out there, guys. Have some fun. Try to be unique with your lineups. You got a record for us, Matt? I don't know. Friday was Friday seemed like it was okay. Saturday wasn't good for all the <laughs> FTN subscribers, but we bounced back yesterday. So uh, we're hoping to bounce back tonight as well. No, we'll Friday was good for you. I mean, before the call, you didn't think Friday was good for you, but it was great. 75% clip rate. Uh, you got the Carolina puck line, and you don't give out a lot of puck lines, so that's a good one there. Uh, Carolina money line, Winnipeg money line, you nailed. The only thing you missed on was the Winnipeg-Vancouver over. And other than that, yeah, uh, that brings you to fifty for seventy-seven. So you're you're boogieing along. Slow start, but you're you've picked it up quite a lot. It was slow start. I was like, Mayo, are you sure you want me to give picks every day on the show? Start. <laughs> oh man, terrifying for me too, especially when it's just like, here's seven picks. And then it's like, wow, six of them are lost. So maybe I'll only give two or three, but I got lots of picks again today. Um We'll start with you, Eric. Is there one like your favorite? Maybe is it? We seem to we seem to like Minnesota as a group here tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's it. And I mean, that's not not a lot of people are talking about that or talking about Minnesota. But yeah, I, I mean, I like them. Uh, and I mean, mostly just because they're playing San Jose. That's it's still a mess there. Um, they they can't get a save. Um, you know, Burns is still an effective player, but they're they're just they're just not the team that they used to be so powerful for so long but this is uh definitely the uh, a sad sad time to see couture is everything for them timo myers bit of a letdown again still um a guy that we've been talking about for a couple years but for me yeah the team to watch tonight uh and if i'm saying they're, they're gonna win i'm betting on minnesota giddy up all right ran in two and a half shots i like that one it's probably my favorite one i like stamkos as well two and a half shots uh if you can find matthew kachuk i don't mind it don't hate it um two and a half shots for matthew kachuk i like i'm fine with mckinnon at three and a half but it can't be minus 200 minus 170 175 it's fine i i wouldn't go over four and a half i like fiala over two and a half as well like you can put in fiala ranton and stamkos That'd be a pretty decent parlay. I usually try to go two or three. I know it's fun to have five or six on there, but it's it's tough to hit all those. But uh, other ones I like, Hoffman, Eberle, uh, Brown, Dustin Brown, plus money. I think it's worth a, worth a chance, worth a shot there. So I like Toronto. I like the Islanders. 
I like Minnesota, St. Louis, and Carolina. If you're looking for some unders or some overs, I think the Dallas Florida game over the under the probably the the Stone Cold lock would be the the Islanders and the Buffalo. I mean, nothing's a lock in the NHL, guys. Just take that with a grain of salt. But if there's one pick tonight, it's probably Islanders Buffalo under. Right? The Sabers haven't really showed me a whole lot offensively. And then I wasn't going to put this on my card, but I don't care what Colorado. I think Colorado wins tonight. I, I think that they beat Vegas. But my favorites Toronto. My favorite ones in a parlay, you can go Toronto, Minnesota, St. Louis, and the Islanders. It's decent. Have some fun with the rest. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. We'll be back on Wednesday from Eric Young, myself, Chris Meany, and Maddie Best uh, producing the show for us. Thanks so much for hanging out. And uh, use the promo code MMN over at prizepicks.com. Enjoy the guys. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Cheers. (laughs) 